Blog Talk Radio. Hello. Good morning, and thank you for calling Football Fan Rush Radio. I am your host, Cass, and you have your co-host, Mike, here. And we are getting ready to talk about the kickoff of NFL Sunday. We're going to lead off with a great game between the Ravens and the Broncos. That wait a minute, was amazing. I've got to stop her right now because one of the things when we're not on the show and we have our little meetings, that we've been complaining about is we have great football conversations, and then when we get on here, we sound super, we sound super professional. We want people to call in and join us. We want people to call in and join us. We want to have a good conversation. So let's have fun. I enjoy being me. Cassandra enjoys being her. We are not two super uptight people, and I'm cutting her off because she's trying to do this intro, and I'm just trying to have fun with it. Now, let me let her do her. No, go ahead. Finish doing you. (laughs) Well, I'm going to do me because simply we've been doing all this research. Let me rephrase. She's been doing great research. I'm just jumping in on Sundays and giving my feedback, and she didn't call me out today. I agree with you. I was more time to you. I didn't know what was going on here. This is new. But, but since, since, since we're having fun today, let's kick it off with, with, with the fact that everyone had to crown me the other night for drafting Peyton Manning first. First round, everyone laughs at me. I mean, people that didn't draft Peyton Manning was happy they drafted Peyton Manning. (laughs) I'm telling you, and I disagreed with something you said the other day after that game. I'm telling you, Tom Brady is over there mad, uh, calling Bill Belichick, like, why didn't you pay that man? Because literally, the only person you leave Tom Brady for is Peyton Manning. And Peyton Manning found a security blanket, his new Linus blanket, like there is no other. Uh, he has the perfect short route receiver. And uh, a couple of people are talking about how the Denver Broncos didn't have a running game the other night. Their running back was Wes Welker. He kept running short route plays, and it was perfect. Uh, but what my question is, can – Peyton Manning keep it up for 15 more weeks. And literally, literally, if he keeps it up, he's on pace for 112, 112 touchdowns this season. That being said, it, will he break Tom Brady's record of 50 touchdowns in one season? With him already starting off with seven, he only needs an average of three more per game. Okay, I'm getting, uh, getting a little technical difficulties over here because I can still hear myself in my headset. Is everything working now? Yes. Oh, okay. Come on now. Come on now. We're, we're, we're going to let you take over this show. Yeah, I mean, uh, no, I ain't taking over this show. I so we, I could... we were talking about paid Manning and, and the stuff that he that we, we can actually assume that he may have this season. Yeah, oh, he... he... There are people that are taking the under and the over the under if he would break Tom Brady's record. 
there's no way I don't believe that he won't average at least three touchdowns a game for the rest of the season. Throwing three touchdowns a game breaks the 50 touchdowns in a season. So where do you think the Ravens went wrong? I mean, I, 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 they have lost every they've, they've lost respect It's not that they went wrong in certain things. They have some great athletes, but I personally believe we should not. I'm saying we like on my team that they should not have let go of Ed Reed. So do you see this type of play going forward? Is, is this what we are expecting from the Broncos? Oh, from the Broncos, yes. Uh, but we're literally, uh, until Von Miller comes back, they're going to have to outscore everybody because they did not have a pass rush in that game. They lost the reveal, and Von Miller's out due to suspension. They have no pass rush right now. So with that being said, let's move on to our our favorite the black division of the NFC North, and we're going to start off with the Bears. A lot of people have really low expectations for the very first game of the season. So you're a Cutler aficionado. Let's start out with her. You know, you know Literally, it's. How can I put this? I don't think it's about Cutler. Literally, with the way people are looking at the Bears, and I literally think it comes down to more at the fact that the entire NFC North, not just the Bears, have bad records this year. I mean, our records is not are not going to be indicative of how good these teams are. First of all, in the division, we beat up on each other. And outside the division, they're playing, what are, what are they playing? The AFC North and the NFC West. Two divisions that are monsters from start top to bottom. I mean, with that being said, I know tons of people that have no idea if the Bears can win today's game. And if you listen to all of the national pundits, they're saying today. I do think it's going to come down to not how the Cutler plays, but how well Mark Pressman calls plays. Because literally, the Bears have the talent. But we've been anemic at play calling for the last three years. So today's game, we're really going to see the, the difference. I mean, we've got a whole new look team. We're missing Brian Erlacher. Coaching change, major coaching change. I was definitely in favor of I love him. I, I think I like him. Coming from him, I am just, I really have to have it's going to come down to the speed of the game with these rookies because they look good in preseason, but you don't even have to 
be a football fan, the fact that it's called preseason will tell you regular season is going to mean something different. It, 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 I am happy that Jamarcus Webb is gone. Have fun uh, playing with Jamarcus Webb in Minnesota over there, you Vikings fan. But uh, it's going to come down to how well they protect Jay Cutler. Can they protect Jay Cutler? And if they protect Jay Cutler, what else is going to happen? Because you cannot blame Jamarcus Webb and the offensive line for everything simply because sometimes protecting your quarterback comes down to play calling. And when he has the protection, he makes good decisions. He has weapons to throw to. Now, what I pray and hope is that his only weapon and 118 passes don't all go to Brandon Marshall this season. He had 118 passes. I would actually be happy with Brandon Marshall dropping down to about 90 receptions this year and Matt Forte and all Jeffrey and Earl Bennett Averaging somewhere between 60 and 75. And don't forget about Marcellus fitting with an athletic tight end for change. That's true. That's true. I was very happy to see that acquisition. It is going to be very interesting to see what and how much the Bears utilize other players. Because seriously, that previous administration, they felt we had two players on the offensive side of the ball that wasn't the quarterback, and they were Matt Forte and Brandon Marshall. Um, literally, I will compare Matt Forte to a pass there running back named Neil Anderson. Neil Anderson would have been a great long-term running back, had the Bears coaching staff not run him into the ground. Please don't do that to Matt Forte. Please don't do that to Matt Forte. We already have a problem in the NFL that running backs average uh, career is three years. We need Matt Forte more than three years because he already had some bad injuries. Now, you also touched on Brandon Marshall, and I know that's a big, big situation right here in Chicago. And, I mean, the talk of the injury, he's really going to be ready for the first game. Is the injury as serious? And if so, I wasn't going to just put my guy on. I mean, there's so much talk around Brandon Marshall. What are your thoughts on the situation and his play in the game today? Uh, the only thing that I can say to that is, he seems to be ready, but there's no way I can know until actually seeing the game. He, he claims he was rushed back. Honestly, I would not put it past him and his uh, his team of people did not want to relive what Derrick Rose went through last season because Derrick Rose was crucified by Chicago fans. He didn't want 
to basically be crucified by Chicago fans by saying, no, I'm not coming back right now. I mean, literally, he did speak up. By the time he spoke up, it might have been too late. Unfortunately, I would like to have seen him do it much earlier in the preseason, arguably the same way DJ Williams did, and just not played all all uh, preseason, give his hip time to to recover and react. But beyond that, you can't see how well a person's going to be until they get out there and play full speed. I am confident mm-hmm. that even if Brandon Marshall isn't what we expect of him, that Alshon Jeffrey will be able to carry the load. Honestly, Alshon Jeffrey was looking great in his rookie season until Jay Cutler threw a pass so hard that it broke his fingers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, he would, there were jokes around Chicago uh, that Alshon Jeffrey had the best hands on the Bears team. If he's got the best hands, I'm confident. We still have Eric Weems and uh, Earl Bennett. It's not like we have nobody behind Brandon Marshall. Don't get me wrong. No, they're not Brandon Marshall, but next man up really does have to exist sometimes. Okay, so what do you feel with, with everything that you've mentioned? They won up against the Bengals, and the Bengals are definitely favored. I am an undercover Bengals fan. We won't tell anyone that. But the matchup that your favorite team is going to have today. I honestly think the Bears are going to win the game, not by a lot. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be an ignorant game because both teams have great defenses. Um, I literally think it's going to come down to Martellus Bennett and Matt Forte Mm -hmm. opening up the offense because it won't matter if it's Calvin Johnson – and Jerry Rice out there playing receivers, they, if the running game and the short yardage game don't open up the the outside, they don't have a chance. So if they can't get that going, then? It's just a wrap. No, the Bengals defense. (laughs) And the heart of the Bengals defense is, is right in the meat of where I'm talking about Martellus Bennett. Yeah, and, yeah, I was going to say that. that. <laughs> was like, that's, 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 that's the, right the heart end. of the defense. I mean, it might have to work in the other direction, but I guarantee you both sides, of that short yardage game has to happen today. If, I mean, the wide, if the wideouts get it started and then Matt Forte and Martellus Bennett uh, get their game going, I would be okay with that, but notoriously in the history of the Bears, they get off the bus running. <laughs> exactly. I mean, and I, I and that's why I'm what, wondering, like, is, is this going to be, like, a really, really good matchup? Are we really going to see what we want to see from the Bears and all the changes that they've made offensively and defensively? I'm even concerned about the Bears' MLB position, I mean, that's 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 who wide open and up in the air. I think it's who is it between? It's um between Bostic and um, DJ Williams. And DJ Williams and 
Honestly, I'm, I'm not, not worried sold about on that. that. See, the reason I'm not sold, I'm not worried about that is I think actually both of them are going to get playing time at the position today. It's not about getting playing time. It's how good are they going to be. That, that's going to be in a monumental position for the Bears. Yeah, so I mean, people forget that even before Brian Urlacher got here, we had Brian Cox. Brian Cox, exactly. I mean, he was, he was, and he was good while we had him. It's just we didn't have a good team around him. <laughs> he was good. I mean, we don't – the Bears don't have bad middle linebackers. They just don't. Um, they're like, no, it's not going down like that. After you have Jit Buckets in your history, right. you do not have a bad middle linebacker. You're not allowed to. It just does not work. So – Honestly, I think Bostic is going to be your Patrick Willis type of middle linebacker, just probably not this year. And honestly, I think we need DJ Williams, although I am a huge Bostic fan already. He just does not know the nuances of the position yet. And Lance Briggs has already endorsed him. And I think that means something. The nuances of the position, to me, were proven Thursday night when uh, Ray Lewis was not in the game. They had faster people in the game, but if you don't know where to line up to get a better angle on the players, your athleticism won't matter because – Peyton Manning's arm is clearly stronger than it was last year. Clearly. He was throwing tight spirals in certain positions. Like, how did Wes Welker catch that with his well-known dropping hands? I mean, he he even dropped one. And we noticed these drops. Yes, I went back to that game because I'm just glad football is back. I'm so lost right now. I'm like, I'm I'm just glad football is back. I don't know what's going on. All right, you will. So your outcome, if you have to predict the outcome or even a score for the Chicago-Cincinnati game, what are you thinking? I'm thinking 28-24 Bears. I was going to say 28-24, but it was definitely going to be the Bengals. Regardless, I do think it's going to be a close game. Anybody that says it's going to be a a blowout on either side, I question their – Football acting. Yes, no, you have a lot. You have a lot of people to question. So many. I believe I it's going to be a blowout. I, I, no, I don't think that it's. I don't think it's uh, outlandish to believe the Bears would lose. But as a Bears fan, why would I ever choose against the Bears? Now I'm not going to be an idiot to believe the Bears are going to win. We're, we're, talk, we're, we're talking reality. We're, we're, I mean. You have to be realistic about it. In my reality, the Bears have already won four Super Bowls in the last four years. And the tooth fairy still comes and gives you money. Hey, man, I see what had happened was uh-huh, uh-huh. when the wisdom tooth well, gets pulled out, well, I'll well, have a bigger tooth Well, let's her. move on <laughs> to another NFC North matchup that um, seems a little lopsided from a lot of NFL analysts, experts, fans, and that's the Packers and the 49ers. A lot of people are picking the 49ers as a complete team, and the Packers with the injuries, the holes, they just don't have the same depth. They really don't think the Packers can not only not pull this game off, but make it at the bottom of the NFC North for this season. It's going to come down to how well they can protect Aaron Rodgers. 
they already had problems protecting Aaron Rodgers in the past few seasons. The only other person that spent as much time on the ground as Jay Cutler was Aaron Rodgers. And then they lose their left tackle? That's not good. It's <laughs> not good at all. And we know that front seven for the 49ers is coming for him. And not only are they good at knowing where to be, they're also fast and strong. Them Smith boys are salivating right now. They're looking forward to 3 o'clock. They are just ready for it. Yeah, they 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 they, they, they going in. And honestly, I believe the Packers have lost too much. I do too. I I I I'm almost heartbroken, and I'm definitely not a Packers fan. Oh, I'm fan. never not. I'm never. But I'm I'm, I'm, I'm almost heartbroken at, at what what's been lost and how the Packers are going to pull this off. You see, a lot of people are picking the Packers to be number one in the division, not because they think they're that good, but by default, because yeah, nobody else nobody in the exactly up exactly. Wants it. I can't, I can't say that, and we're going to talk about that team in a little bit. I can't say no one stepped up and truly said that they want this and they're proving it. But mm-hmm. we're, we're, going to, we're going to talk about that team a little later. We're really mm-hmm. going to, I mean, if you want to go there. Uh, I can wait, but stepping up and saying who wants this, you won't know until a few games into the season, and not. But it was it was just piggybacking off of what you said when you said no one has has officially stepped up and you know stuck their chest out in the NFC North and says you know we got a shot to take your crown. There is a team that's actually said that that believes that they can actually do that, and it's it's pretty it's a pretty big shocker. But I really think they're gonna put everything out of the field on every game to prove that they are trying to get off the bottom of the NFC North. Okay, well, I think I know who you're talking about, but I'm going to hold off on discussing that. So I will be patient on that, but literally what I would not be surprised about is the Packers losing the game Mm -hmm. but not getting blown out by the same way a lot of people think they do because these are still professional players. They're going to come out there and try to say, look, we're not getting embarrassed the way y'all did us last time. And I would not be surprised about that. But I don't see the Packers winning this game in any way, shape, or form. What if they were blown out? That would really surprise you? I, no. <laughs> it would not surprise I would be happy and ecstatic and doing the dance of <laughs> joy and talking about basketball talking and the happy dance. I really don't know what to expect out of this game. I mean, I know Aaron Rodgers is phenomenal. But I just don't know if the team can actually pull it together and pull past Tom Kaepernick and his voice. I just I don't see it. I really don't. I mean, literally, what will be very interesting is how well defensive coordinators have looked at the read option over the off season because between RG3, Russell Wilson, Colin Kaepernick, and to a lesser extent, Michael Vick and Cam Newton, everybody has had an off-season to look at it. Mm -hmm. Now, the problem is, when it comes to defenses in the NFC North, I think there's only two defenses in the NFC North that have the personnel 
to get better at the read option uh, defense, and that's Detroit and Chicago. I literally have very little confidence in Green Bay's defense. Mm -hmm. And that's where I think the problem is, the problem lies, because I think Aaron Rodgers can find a way to to, to keep up on the offensive side. I think Colin Kaepernick and Aaron Rodgers will have a shootout today. But it will come down to the defensive side of the ball, and that's Mm -hmm. that's what's bugging me with Green Bay. I just don't think they can hold anyone this year. I I just don't see it unless there is just some secret weapon that they have on the defensive side of the ball that we don't know about. I I don't see it. I don't either. Um, My question comes down to do the Packers come into the game no, let me rephrase that. Do the Niners come into the game overconfident? That's where it will will matter. Now, I don't think Harbaugh will let them come into the game overconfident, but you and I both know coaches. Yeah. Uh, I can how can they not? How can they not? There's no way that they're not going to come into this game overconfident. I mean, they're thinking about the playoffs last year. There's, there's, there's no way... The team that they have on paper and what we're looking at on paper is absolutely phenomenal. I mean, the person that I think better take it the most serious on that team is Kaepernick. Because with the NFL basically saying, read off your quarterbacks. Can be treated like a running back? Mm-hmm. People are coming for them. Coming for them, yeah. They're coming for them. And a whole off-season to game plan for you, not game plan for a concept. They game plan for you, specifically you. Now, the two quarterbacks that I think that can survive the most in the NFL are Cam Newton and Colin Kaepernick because they're not little frail guys. The two that still better be worried the most are RG3 <laughs> and Michael Oh, Taylor. yeah. The I... two that can get broken the easy. Oh, my gosh. Especially RG3. Definitely RG3. So do you think Anquan Bolden will be effective at all? See, he's not Michael Crabtree. He's not Michael Crabtree. Uh, I think Anquan Bolden will be a security blanket because, well, let's, let's keep it real. Anquan Bolden is built like a big on tight end. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I would have loved to have seen him play the tight end position for any team <laughs> because he's way too fast for a strong safety or a, a linebacker. And most cornerbacks, he will knock them over like he's Adrian Peterson. He's just that swollen in the chest for a wide receiver. We just got to see how it plays out today. So, I'm picking the 49ers in today's game. If anybody else does not pick the 49ers, uh, I will enjoy watching you cry. <laughs> <laughs> there are people who won't pick the 49ers. That's why the says. You know how it goes in the Midwest, NFC North. Diehard fans, they feel like Aaron Rodgers can pull it out. So we'll have to tune in and see. Also today, we have our first NFC North true matchup between two teams 
that are just head to head right now in my lighting and the Detroit Lions. I, I, I'm sorry to say, you can look forward to not doing too much jumping up and down today whenever Adrian oh, Peterson no. does not have the ball in his hand. No, 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 no. Okay, because literally the only saving grace for the fact that Minnesota Vikings is going up against uh, one of the strongest front sevens in the NFL is that you don't have the perfect combatants to that in Adrian Peterson. I am. I, I do like that front seven. That I like a lot of things that Detroit has done in the offseason, a lot of moves that they've made. I really need to see if Matt is worth this $63 million contract extension and if he can lead the team. If they gel the way they looked at camp and in a few preseason games and that same chemistry holds up this year, in the regular season, they're honestly going to be a force to be reckoned with. I'm not saying they're going to end up with, you know, a great record, but I really think a lot of people are going to think twice about well, putting them at the bottom of the NFC North. I don't think anybody put them at the bottom of the NFC North. In all honesty, I think the average person saw last season as a fluke because the season before they had a 10-win season, and they came, and Dominican Sue and Nick Fairley came in saying, look, we're done with being the bottom of the well. And Nick Fairley does not look as mean as Dominican Sue, but honestly, I think he has more of a mean streak. I think Dominican Sue knows how to turn on that mean streak. Mm-hmm. And truly on the football field, I would not want to mess with him. <laughs> but I think the person that actually is that ignorant and mean, just in general, is Nick Fairley. Yeah. Because literally all the dumb stuff that Dominican Sue has ever done on the field, he genuinely looks like, man, I was just trying to play football. I was trying to hurt because that's what I'm supposed to do. Nick Fairley, every dumb thing he's done on the football field yeah, and all. Football field, like, yeah, what's your point? Right, he clearly. He's like, like, okay. So I, I do. <laughs> I, I, I'm with you on the defense in the front seven. They really good defense that they have in place. How do you think they're going to utilize Reggie Bush? I think Reggie Bush is going to be like Matt Forte for the Bears. The, he might not be handed the ball from jump. He's going to be Matt Stafford's. Security blanket in that he will be the check down guy. Oh, this play broke down. Catch it, Reggie. I can see that. I, 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 I can see that because initially everyone's expecting every ball to come flying out of Matt's hand straight to Calvin Johnson. Everyone's expecting that. So Reggie Bush was a, a, a great add to the offensive side of the ball because now you've got two really, really good threats. And they don't have a bad tight end. That tight end position is even. It's not a bad one, but honestly, if I'm going to check it down to somebody, if my options are there, tight ears or Reggie Bush, Reggie I might, might not be open. Reggie. Reggie, Reggie might not be. I mean, you know, how how long do you think defenses are just going to let Reggie Bush run around the field? And how long did defenses let Adrian Peterson run around? And you know, Charles that's a totally around? different story. Um, I've never seen a man run down the field with seven people on his back. I have. Seen uh, Matt Stafford throw the ball to uh, 
Calvin Johnson and not triple coverage, but quadruple coverage and five men on him, and he still catch the ball. I heard two of over six feet. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I was over six feet, and I couldn't reach for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, I'm just saying that no matter how much of a disappointment some people think Reggie Bush is, he still is talented. Yeah, and I don't think he's a disappointment. I think this, I think this is the perfect opportunity for Reggie Bush to get Reggie Bush back to where he was a few years ago. I think honestly, the best team that could have drafted Reggie Bush originally drafted Reggie Bush. Mm-hmm. Because Sean mm-hmm. Payton is yeah. one of the few people that knew what to do with, with Reggie yeah. Bush. Uh, arguably, I think a better team, if he was in the NFC North, although the Bears don't need him, I would love to see what Mark Trestner could do with Reggie Bush. I don't know what the coaching staff will know what to do with Reggie Bush. I think literally offensive coaches, there are certain offensive coaches that could – really do something with. Can you imagine what Bill Belichick would do with Reggie Bush? And basically Reggie Bush is a bigger version of Wes Welker. Body wise, not taller wise, but body wise. He's a bigger Wes Welker. Okay. So I literally want to see not can Reggie Bush move the ball. It's can the offensive plays called for him or the shutdown that happened at the second and third options be good. So we really have to see how how this flow is going to go, how the coaches are going to utilize Reggie Bush, and how Matt Stafford handles. I mean, you've got a couple weapons this year, which he didn't have, so that's not really for the defense. And the the one reason I wouldn't have given Matt Stafford that $53 million uh, extension is this invention called uh, football is the number one uh, cause for broken bones, period. Uh-huh. And no, Matt seems a little frail for me. He don't look frail. He's a big-looking guy, but he spent a lot of time not playing football. <laughs> I mean, let's keep that real. Yeah. I just I don't know. I, I see their resurgence. I see them revitalized for this season. I just need to see how that folds up. Everybody comes out on the field charged and pumped and, and knows that they're going to be this year's victors, and then they run into the defense. So we, I, I'm, I'm not disappointed in the Vikings' defense or defensive moves. I'm very sad that we do not have Antoine Winfield. I can't stress that enough. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Winfield comes back as a cornerback's coach for the Vikings. Uh, but if you were a Vikings fan, you know what I'd be more disappointed in? Well, what would you be more disappointed Don't you say anything about Christian Pine? Yeah, Here we go. Then I can finish this conversation. You knew what I was going to say. <laughs> And your disappointment in Christian Ponder is you don't believe that he is the true or right quarterback for the Vikings. I don't need to respond to that. You've already said it with your question. You answered my question so with you don't your think, question. So you don't think that he can honestly 
get the Vikings to another playoff game or that he'll even have a successful Do you win. honestly believe he got them to a playoff game? He just was a, a he was a warm body in there. So, I honestly believe the person that you hate as your quarterback, a.k.a. Joe Webb, will be a better option. Although Matt Castle is the number two, I, I just please don't, I please do not don't like put Christian Joe Webb in that position. So you just don't like Christian Ponder? I don't think Christian Ponder should have even been drafted. Oh, my God. That's hurtful. Okay. I don't think he's the best option. I do think there were other options out there. And like you've mentioned and several other people have mentioned, they're really going to wait because they're really still halfway through this season. The tables are going to turn. And Castro is going to be starting. Before the season's out. I literally think the Vikings would be better off going 0-16 and drafting a list of quarterbacks. (laughs) My team is not going to go 0-16. No, I would have that on any team. Uh, But my point is probably well accepted. Uh, I personally like uh, Florida State's new quarterback, but he won't be able to come out this year. No, season. he won't. Uh, but honestly, I can think of about four quarterbacks that I would rather have from the college ranks right now, even with the fact that they're green from being so young. We don't have to see how it plays out. I think I think Christian has worked really, really hard in the offseason. He, I mean, he's not a Peyton Manning. He, he's not the exceptional quarterback that he has to go up against. We already know that. So I think he's talented, yes. So I think he's above average, yes. I would love the fact that he has a great supporting cast. I don't I mean, even he think has he's Kyle Orton or, or Trent Dilfer. Oh, my gosh. You don't think he's Trent Dilfer. That's, that's painful. I do not think Trent he's Dilfer. Everybody cracks jokes on him. But when the Ravens won their Super Bowl, his job was literally going to the game and not lose the game. I don't even think Christian Ponder can go into the game and not lose the game. I, no, I can't agree with you. I, I don't. I don't agree with you because in their record, their record would have been worse and would have been, you know, your, your favorite when team would have been sitting at home, you know, lighting candles right? in the air. Yeah, yeah, I'm hoping that they got I mean, shot honestly, and went to the um, I think a lot of NFL teams would have been in the playoffs if they had this position I mean, called his, Adrian his, Peterson. His complete no. I know a lot of teams with with some great talent like that, but it, I don't think Christian Ponder makes horrible decisions. I, I, I just don't. I think He's just not. Just just for where everyone expects the Vikings to be, they just truly don't believe Christian. They they believe that he's like, you know, one of these kids is doing his own thing. Not that he's not a good quarterback. So he is actually taking this offseason, and he has worked really hard. His, his, his completion record isn't horrible. You can hear that super fan in yeah, well, yeah. you. Uh, but literally, how can I put this? Trent Dilfer had a very average arm, very average arm. But one of the things that we never said about Dilfer is that he wasn't smart. Trent Dilfer was very smart with an average arm. I think Christian Parnder is very average when it comes to his between the ears, and I think he's very average when it comes to his arm. In the NFL, you have to be excellent at least at one side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, 
honestly, I think the Bears are a perfect contrast, or not even contrast, perfect example. A lot of people question daily uh-huh. if Jay Cutler is smart enough to play. I don't know. Yeah, but Jay Cutler has phenomenal talent. Yeah, I don't know. Why would no, I no, no, but that's that? my point. You might not be questioning, but a lot of people do question if he's smart enough. I think he's smart enough. You think he's smart enough. But even if he was dumb as a doornail, we know his talent is there. I don't think anybody thinks that Christian Ponder has excellent talent. Oh, i got to give props to Big Tex here in the chat room. Ponder is Glenn Gabbard. Oh, well, I am. <laughs> uh, I mean, I would have to agree. I would definitely have to agree. The only reason Ponder is doing better than Glenn Gabbard, Ponder is on the Vikings and not the Jaguars. Uh, you got to feel bad for Glenn <laughs> Gabbard. You have got and, yeah, and on the flip I side, really you do. feel bad for Jake Locker. I, 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 mean, I mean, literally, Jake Locker, Kristen Ponder, and Blaine Gabbard are all the same, all the same quarterback. It's just that the thing surrounding That's Kristen what I Ponder said. Kristen's, is, Kristen's got weapons. I mean, Kristen's even looking got at Patterson going into, I mean, what I saw in training camps and just the practices from Patterson was 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 amazing. So and I, and I do think those are the things that make Christian stand out. He's just got some phenomenal weapons. But that's not speaking to him being a good quarterback. And he was Rex Grossman. But I mean, Rex Grossman was not a good quarterback. But well, Rex Grossman was a not a smart quarterback. But he was an idiot. <laughs> He was an idiot. I mean, he was an idiot. <laughs> that is mean. That is awful to say. I don't think uh, okay. an idiot. Let, I, that's that's, that's terrible. Even as a Vikings fan, you did not want to hear Lovey Smith say Rex Grossman is our quarterback no, one I, more again. Not one more time. Not one more again. One more again. Man, oh, man. It It, it is... I will say this season is going to be a very interesting season in that not only are a lot of people excited about the rookies that have come into the uh, league, a lot of teams have new coaches because after Andy Reid got fired, he had a new job within three days. Uh, People want to see what Chip Kelly's going to do with Michael Vick. Arians and – uh, Arizona, and I'm sure there are people that are questioning Mark Tresman, but Chicago fans are excited. We finally have somebody that can pull out of Jay Cutler what we've expected of Jay Cutler since he got here. I mean, I'm a Cutler fan, but mm-hmm. if Jay Cutler don't uh, or get off the pot, mm-hmm. I won't be shocked if he's let go because you are judged as a GM as who you put in as quarterback. I mean, Jerry Aguilar, a lot of people hate him, but we gave props to him for pulling off that trade. Phil Emery, every move that he's made, everybody has looked at, good gosh, we now have a GM that is 
not sitting on his laurels. He is doing his thing. So honestly, if Jay Cutler was gone tomorrow, I would be confident that Phil Emery would pull something off. Okay, so so if we go back to this Vikings Detroit game, looking at the front seven that Detroit has, which is which is a monster front seven, and looking at what the Vikings are walking into the game with on both the offensive and defensive side of the ball, what are you, what's your thoughts on the outcome of the game? Detroit by nine thousand. <laughs> I mean, literally, it is it, not that bad for for the Vikings. It, it, it isn't. I mean. We're a little shaky on Ponder. A lot of people are. I'm, I'm not ready to throw him away, but I would not be disappointed if Matt Castle got to start. I think Matt Castle's experience, he can do a lot more with the with the, the great weapons on the offensive side of the ball than Ponder can. Oh, I, don't, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I honestly think it's not going to be a blowout only because of the style that I expect both teams to play. Uh, but... I do think with only one weapon on that side of the ball, if they're going to stack eight men, nine men in the box, and everybody knows it's still going to go to Adrian Peterson. And to a certain degree, you can't stop him. You can only hope to contain him. But literally, I literally think putting the ball in Adrian Peterson's hands will prove to work against the Vikings in that if you're running the game, if you're running the ball all game, yes, you are controlling the time of possession, but they're going to need more time. They're going to need more big plays. I don't. When your big plays are only coming from the running back, we got some, we, we, you know, the Vikings have a few more threats, so I don't think it'll be no, all they have some possibilities. I, don't, uh, I wouldn't call they them got, they, got, they got a few more threats. They got some things it's up just a matter team. of can Christian Ponder connect to what they have. And that, that, uh, that's my only fear as a Vikings fan, if he can honestly get that ball into the hands, successfully into the hands of the tight end and, and, and the wide out. And make really smart, confident plays. Yes, he can. Will he? I'm saying him blind and say he can do that. He got to be one of those. Uh, I, 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 your honest opinion. I, I, I literally don't think the Vikings have a chance. I honestly think the Vikings are going to be. Last place in the division this year. Not necessarily showing how bad they are, or that they are that bad is a better way of putting it. Being in last place in this division is not really saying that you're a bad. Team. No, not not in the NFC North. Not I mean, honestly, in the NFC period, if you're in the NFC and you're in the last place of your division, you're still probably in the middle of the road in the AFC. So. It's not saying they're a bad team. It's just saying, I think a better way to, to point it out, mm-hmm. I think the Vikings and the Packers are in the same boat in that what did they add? So no one really feels confident about either one of them. They didn't really add much in the off season. 
the the uh, the Packers are fortunate enough to have already been looked upon as a good team. So, like by default, we're expecting them to do good. But in the off season, the Lions and the Bears made obvious moves. So people are looking forward to seeing those moves during the regular season. Sometimes the best decision is to not change anything. But when you don't change anything, you don't know or you have, let me rephrase, you have less excitement about it. That's all I'm saying to that. So you feel that there will be a blowout today. So an NFC North, the only victory you're truly seeing today are the Lions. That's only what I'm pitching right now. I literally think, uh, I would, no. You just uh-huh. twisted my words. I just realized that. No, the Bears are going to win. The Bears are going to win. I, I'm glad I had a conversation with myself in my head before I spit that out. Yes, I was talking to myself in my head. But uh, literally, although I believe the Bears are going to win, I would not be surprised if three of the NFC North records were 0-1 and, and the Lions were 1-0. Would that mean the pits for the Packers and the Bears? No, because literally not one team in the NFC North has won Mickey Mouse game the entire season. Usually you get that one that one game that looks like a bye just off GT. It does not happen in NFC North this year. I mean – Honestly, most people look at the NFC West as the hardest division, mm-hmm. and they probably are, but I bet you their schedules are easier than the NFC North schedule this season. Yeah, the NFC North schedule this, this season is pretty brutal. I mean, they, the, each team has to really prove themselves this, this season. It, I mean, there's no easy game. I literally would not be surprised if the number one team in the NFC North Ended up with a record of nine and seven. It would look horrible from a record stand. Uh oh, Big Tex is going in. Yeah, is he going Big in Texas. on your board? We're having this great conversation. You know, we would love for others to, to chat with us, but we're having a, a great conversation, and we're being realistic right now. You know, we're talking to Big Tex just about the realities of, of Ponder. Yeah, he's saying the same things I felt about Webb because literally it's not even just about the fact that I think Webb is that good of a player. Honestly, I think the Vikings' offensive line is that horrible. And when it comes down to it, when you have a line that's going to break down on a regular basis, I would rather someone that can run. I don't think Christian Ponder can run. I don't think the O-line holds, holds that front seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I literally think today is the worst day to <laughs> test that theory. It's literally the worst day to test that theory. Because, honestly, front seven-wise in the NFC North, I love my Bears. But Detroit's line is just mean. They just look like, yeah, I forgot to eat breakfast because I want, I want Vikings for lunch. They look just mad. They come in ready, and 
So, so basically, in this matchup, we are going to see an amazing defense go up against Adrian Peterson. <laughs> I was going to say cross our fingers offense, but okay, if you want to say Adrian Peterson, that's what they're going up against. And that's the reason why Adrian Peterson believes he can break the record this year. That's another thing I want to touch on um, before the show is out. Can he? Well, if you look in history from Chris Johnson, a.k.a. CJ2K, to all of the other people that have come close to breaking the record in the past, their following season, there's a 500-yard drop-off. Not because they didn't try, but the team was smart enough to know. Let's go after this person. Make somebody else beat us. I would love it if he did break the record. I was so disappointed that he was only five yards short last year. Yeah. But but being but being realistic, everything that we've talked about, we're looking at the schedule, we're looking at who the Vikings as well as those teams in the NFC North are against. And within the NFC North this year is a huge battle because it's now any team's game to to, to make it to the let, top. Let's, I'm gonna just point out four games that the Vikings have to play, and this is reason enough to believe they're not gonna pull it off. They're not. They're playing against the Bears. They're playing against the Lions twice, both of those teams twice. Then they're playing against Seattle. They're playing against the Niners. They're playing against, don't forget, James Harrison and the Bengals. They're uh-huh. playing against the Pittsburgh Steelers. If those, that's six teams I just named, those are always, the best teams against the run in the NFL every year. Do you honestly think that he will – if he was only playing two of those teams like last year, he played the Bears and the Lions, okay, I could believe he's doing it. But I just named six teams. He's going to struggle to break the 100-yard mark. Okay, so you don't think he'll – Actually, no. you don't no. even think he'll come close to his uh, record. No, I'm not saying he won't come close. I'm just saying he, if it was, if we was in Vegas and going over or under, I'm taking the under on that one. <laughs> All right. So, final thoughts. I'm going to stick with, I, I, I am a diehard Vikings fan, but I have to look at reality. So, I would not be shocked if, if they do lose to Detroit in this first game. I think they have a lot to work on, a lot to pull together. They're, they're missing some key players. They didn't fill holes with, with a few players that I, in a few positions that I thought they should have. But I don't think they're going to have a horrible season. I'm very iffy, and I really need to see their flow in this very first game. And I really need to see how Connor does. I need to see the decisions he makes, the outcome, if he knows how to use his threats. And I really want to see what the O-line is going to do to, to hold that front seven back that's scary. So, I hate to say it as a diehard Vikings fan, but I would not be surprised if Detroit actually came out the victor. I mean, honestly, I'm going to tell you my opinion of the Vikings. I would never wish a team would tank. I would be upset if my team tanked. But I feel the Vikings are going to be in a precarious position to where they are going to be 
good enough to miss the playoffs, but bad enough, excuse me, bad enough to miss the playoffs, but good enough to not get a good draft pick position. Now, the part that's not so bad about that, even when they drafted Christian Parnder at number 12 a few years ago, honestly, at number 12, that year, Christian Ponder was what was left. But if they ended up in that same position this year, I can name four, five QBs that I would like to have. I mean, honestly, if the Bears ended up lasting in the division Mm -hmm. and we just went in a different direction without Jay Cutler, I would be confident that we could draft a good quarterback this year. I mean, I literally would. Um, So... This is a signing year. This is a signing year. This is a I got to prove myself here. Yeah. I mean, the Bears have basically put him in the same exact position that Joe Flacco was in last year. No, we're not going to sign you. Prove it to us. Now, I'm not saying that the Bears are going to win a Super Bowl like Joe Flacco did. But I am saying that he cannot have close to a one-to-one ratio of touchdowns to uh, interceptions. All right, so we have come to the end of our show. So we're going to wrap up with a few predictions in the games in the NFC North. Hate to do it. May have to take the Lions over the Vikings for this first matchup in the NFC North, just just based on everything we've seen, the the changes, the coverage, that front seven. Got to go with the Lions today. Oh, that hurts me to say that. I think I'm going to stay. I'm enjoying watching this swarm over that <laughs> I am that cringing pitch. with everything in my body, and I'm still sitting here in my purple and gold to endure. Definitely, I'm I'm taking the Bengals today over over Chicago. I'm taking Chicago and and, and the forty and the 49ers over Green Bay. And and what are your thoughts and your picks to wrap up the show? Well, I'm going to have to first off disagree with uh, Big Tech and his Vikings over. Detroit pick because he's got to win twenty four to twenty three. I would love that. I would I would run down uh, the but block. My recap is I'm going Bears over Bengals, mm-hmm. Niners over Packers, Lions over Vikings. All uh, right, this. so we tune in next Sunday to see how it all played out. We want to thank Big Tex for chatting with us today. Big Tex, I'm gonna to have to disagree with you again. It's talking about Green Big Tex, we're keeping the chat live for a whole nother hour just for you. We will be chatting with Big Tech Live and anyone else that wants to chat live with us with your predictions, your thoughts, and your picks for this Sunday's game. We are signing out from Football Fan Rush Radio. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll be with you again next week. All right.